Hey everybody, this is Luke, and uh, just wanted to uh, have a quick little uh, talk about uh, something that came up another a day ago. Um, if you see speed, not on track, and this is uh, something that people on our uh, schedules will see a lot, and it's a question I've gotten on our on our Facebook group and from athletes who have uh, purchased from us. So I'm actually going to. Uh, Go over that, why that is now, and don't worry, it's nothing earth-shattering. So uh, if you purchase a schedule from us via our partners at Final Surge, finalsurge.com, little plug in there, actually great great platform. Uh, we put all our schedules on there. Uh, we sell our pre-made schedules through there, downloads instantly into a training calendar. You can set what day to start or what day to end, uh, and uh, it gives you daily notifications of your workouts coming up, syncs with Garmin, syncs with... Um, my fitness pal um, so a lot of cool stuff going on there and they're always improving Tim and Brian have done a, uh, a great job with final surge so so in any case you'll notice the title I just said speed not on track uh, is a notation in the speed work days and while I hint at it very little in the book if at all actually it was brought to my attention that I never give a full explanation so let's set the record straight the vast majority of Hansen's marathon method comes from my experience with Kevin and Keith Hansen. Uh, this is their program. Uh, I'm simply a, a messenger. Um, however, I simply, I simply noted what I observed through their coaching and their specific programs to the masses and the philosophy to the individuals, uh, especially on the elite side. And you see every year starting in april or may whenever the, whenever the snow is completely gone so that could be a crapshoot here in michigan uh the brothers start a community speed workout day which is tuesday evenings at dodge park uh it's a great park that uh goes along um, clinton river i believe it is and uh, tons of trails and it's a great great little spot but it's great as there's it, about a mile long dirt path that allows complete viewing so when i was there doing workouts i could stand at the top of the hill and i could see the entire mile path um, kind of weaves around um, along the basin of the of the river so but it's a nice spot to see and then that starts in April or May and then once uh, the Detroit Marathon schedule picks up which would be in mid-June then we follow the marathon schedule and we do speed work and then switch over to the strength workout um, once we get to that point um, so the point is that one it allows easier coaching for groups, um, which I realize is not the case for most people that are using the schedules, but it's just something that kind of out of tradition that I kind of kept following along. And so now admittingly, the first reason was purely about logistics and nothing particular about physiology, but there are specific reasons why I personally prescribe it that way, besides just kind of keeping the tradition easier to coach, easier to uh, allow for a, a group of people, a larger group of people to do the same work. Um, the main reason is in the classic schedule, so the beginner and the advanced schedules, you're doing speed work every week for several weeks in a row. So if you're a beginner, you go a few weeks of easy running and then you pick up the speed and you do, what, six to eight weeks of, of speed work. If you're doing the advanced marathon, you have that first week that's easy and then you go right into speed work. So you're doing several weeks in a row of speed work. And so essentially, if you aren't used to going speed work one speed work in general and two speed work on a track then that could really be a setup for developing injury i've seen a lot of people get hurt that way um, just the torque on the turns 
on that left leg and just the surface it's a harder surface um, you know if you're on track yes it's mondo or you know rubber on top but it's it's cement underneath that and it's still a hard uh, still a hard surface it's really meant for racing and not necessarily training on uh, so basically that reason I really do it is I really want to minimize injury especially for folks who are one new to our program and aren't used to that kind of structure I think it just if I were to say do all this work and then do it on a hard surface that has a lot of turns on it I'm, I'm personally being irresponsible I'm telling I'm setting you up for injury and that's not what I want to do so I can just take that out of play by saying don't do it on the track the second reason is that I know you you meaning the athlete and I know when I say 10k pace you're gonna cheat it down to 5k pace and it's not it can be that hard to do on a track you're gonna get in a zone you're just gonna be doing loops and loops and loops and pretty soon you just are automatically running faster and faster is not better especially in this program and especially if you're new to doing the Hanson's marathon method faster is not going to be better for you it's really just adding a risk factor for you to get injured and we're already asking you to train hard enough we don't need to make it harder on ourselves so in a sense getting you off of the track is really a built-in speed governor like in a car like I can I can force you to slow down and then with that so with those two those two reasons alone I can drastically reduce your injury potential by still giving you plenty plenty of hard work third reason is that I want to maintain the balance I want to develop that marathon mindset from the beginning and on the track you are you get into that out of that zone to a degree you get more into that race mentality where it's speed 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 and with marathon training it's really more about I want you to learn how to be patient I want you to learn how to run the right pace even though if that pace feels fairly comfortable because again faster is not always going to be better what I'm asking you to do is do the right thing that's going to be the most appropriate for you to develop maximally for the marathon so there's that and then here too I can force you to be aware of your surroundings so like I want you to be more mentally cogn cognitive of what's going on around you how you're approaching the, the workout and how you're approaching what's in front of you the terrain uh, if you've got a hill coming up like how am I adjusting for this am I adjusting for this I want you to be thinking because the more you can think during the race uh, once you get into that point where you start really getting fatigued is when you're really going to be most successful and on the flip side of that if I can learn if I can teach you how to be patient when it feels comfortable then in the marathon you can get in that zone and you know you're still going to run that right pace because you're just you're used to being locked into a comfortable pace and not necessarily forcing the issue to try to go faster just because it feels comfortable so there's a lot of things going on there and the last reason is really is purely practical as well you know over the years I have found that the majority of my runners either wake up and head straight out the door or they head right out after work and so much of that time it means there's not a track that close close or one they're willing to drive to so they're not just going to run from their office to a track it's not going to be feasible for them or they can't run from their house to the track and, and get a great workout in um, so it's really more about allowing you to feel comfortable just getting out the door set up your set up your GPS you like with our Garmin you can go into Garmin connect and you can just go in there and you can set up you can set up a speed workout where you have 400 meters hard and you can set the pace and then you can set the pace for the recovery you can set up an entire workout in there and make it make it so much easier on yourself um, and that way too I don't want people to think like they're if they're not at the track they're not getting the right the right workout and you're still getting the right work it's not about it's not about being on the track to get that specific speed in so um, 
and it also takes into account the winter variable like you know right now well two weeks ago we had 10 inches of snow now it's 40 degrees and all the snow's gone but we're going to get to that point in winter where shoveling lane one might not be an option or you know having an indoor option might not be might not be there for you so it's really about okay i've got to get on a sidewalk or i've got to get on a uh, a shoveled path and and i've got to make the most of it this allows you to make the most of it and still feel like you're still getting the right work in that you need to get in so i don't want you to feel like oh my gosh i didn't go out and hit the track so i didn't get the right work i'm I'm set back i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a wreck no this takes all that out of it for you and just says hey get out the door and get the workout in it doesn't have to be on the track and you're still going to be just fine Okay. So those are the four reasons to wrap it up. You know, I'd say it's not imperative that you avoid the track, but if I say that on there, then you're going to be a lot less likely to go on the track. And I still realize that I, I put that on there and people still go to the track, which is fine. And if you don't get hurt, that's fine. But for those who are injury prone or new to the program, or just not used to doing speed work week after week after week for, you know, a month to two months in a row, then, then I want you to step away from the track and still and still be comfortable with that. Um, and also, unless you're racing the, a marathon after marathon, then we would dedicate specific race segments to doing the specific stuff on the track, right? So unless you're running, you know, let's say you ran, uh, you know, Twin Cities in early October and then turned around and ran and running Houston in January, and then you're turning around and running grandmas in June, you know, unless you're doing something like that, then we can go into specific segments where we're saying, hey, we're going to work on our 5K and 10K speed now. Yes, then we're going to go on the track and we're going to rip all the fast stuff that you can handle. But for this, speed is relative to the distance we're racing. So it doesn't have to be something that is all out. And so if I tell you to get off the track, we can kind of maybe shift that mindset a little bit. So again, I mean, there's nothing earth shattering of why I'm doing it. It's a lot of it's personal preference, but in a lot of it's kind of um, a protection mechanism built in from me to you as a coach to an athlete, um, especially since I'm not seeing you work out all the time, but knowing athletes tendencies that you're going to have the tendency to push too hard and knowing what the track workouts can do week after week after week if you're doing them on a surface like a track. And I, I, if you're hurt then, it really can screw up the rest of our entire training segment. So that's why I put speed not on track on the schedules and final surge. So uh, I hope that helps. And uh, don't overthink it. If you're going to the track, go to the track. If you don't, don't. But that's why I do it. All right. So just wanted to clear that up. I will talk to you guys later. Have a good week.